The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? What is up, fantasy football fanatics? It is your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you are on Twitter, back again with another episode of the IDP Army podcast. We're talking 2022 Dynasty Fantasy Football IDP rankings. We're talking rookies today, so stick around. It's going to be a great show. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. All right, thank you for sticking around, IDP Army. I appreciate you. If it's your first time with us, this is the IDP Army podcast, mostly IDP, all fantasy football. I'm your host, Jordan. Um, if it's not your first time with us, you know the shtick, so uh, I'll just kind of assume that you've been riding with us for a while. You know what to do. First and foremost, want to announce the winner of the giveaway for the Patreon merch, uh, the limited edition merch. We ended up pulling the name Martin Warnholtz. Martin, hit me up on Twitter or... Um, on uh or i'll reach out to you actually probably on patreon about how to get you your shirt for the limited edition merch uh for the giveaway if you all want to get in on that join the patreon any tier gets access to that it's right here um you know once a month we're going to give away some of that limited edition merch till we're out we actually do have a merch store up and running now um which thanks to the guys at op the link for that will be in the description of this you guys already know all that stuff uh so we'll just skip all that um all right, so you want to know what's up with IDP Fantasy Football. You know what's up with rookies. There's a lot of stuff to go over, and I want to start by saying, first and foremost, these rankings are going to be open to change in interpretation. This is just the first iteration, and I didn't want to throw something out on Monday morning or even Sunday until I had some time to digest, think, talk to some other guys, kind of see what I, you know, what I saw and kind of assess the situations and I want to go go forward. You know, every year in the rookie draft, we all get all excited. And just remember, so many of these players are going to bust, going to end up being backups. They're going to play. They're going to have good NFL careers, but they're not going to be very good for fantasy. So I don't want us to get too, too lost in the weeds on things, okay? So I'm only going to drop my top 10 IDP rookies for right now. We'll talk about the rest of the guys, you know, later on maybe. Sort those into the index. I've been doing that right now, getting their pro- profiles put in there and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah. We're going to talk about just the top 10. And again, I just want to bear in mind, you know, most of these guys or a lot of these guys will not. And this is offensive players, too. 
they're just not going to end up being anything. You know, it's very, it's a very good time to remain fluid um, in your dynasty leagues. I actually just got two text messages from guys wanting my pick on that right now in one, and I'm probably going to give it to them uh, because you should always be trading out of, you know, an unknown or a risky commodity, like a pick, like a rookie into an asset that, you know, has upside and has already shown volume, consistency, talent at an NFL level. This is a Juju Smith-Schuster tweet. All right. So, um, what do we want to start with today? Is I have a few notes written down here. One thing I want to bring up before we get into the rankings is pay attention to the Colts' defensive line this year. What do I mean by that? They did not draft a defensive line player this year, um, early anyway. They got one guy late. I forget what round. Um, but they attacked that position last year pretty heavily. They invested in Quiddy Pay with their first round pick, and then they took a second round player who was actually injured at the time. A lot of people were kind of surprised that they took him. His name is, bear with me, Deo. Odenigbo. All right. So he's going to be coming off the edge as well. And they picked up Yannick Ngakwe in the offseason. So this edge, you know, this edge group is one that, um, you know, the draft kind of told us more about what they didn't, what they weren't concerned about. They like what they have at edge there with the two rookies that are coming in with Yannick coming on as the veteran on the other side. We all know how Yannick is. Uh, He's a very boom or bust player. And even his booms are not that big. Uh, but he can have good top 15 seasons, and then he can let you down. So we just want to let you know, don't sleep on the uh, the Colts defensive line players this year. They're probably not going to be ranked very high, and I think we could be looking at something there with uh, Ryan Ryan Tannehill managing the games appropriately, you know, good coaching, et cetera. And don't forget, you know, the most important thing is DeForest Buckner, um, you know, is the anchor of that defensive line. Uh, literally probably the, if not the best, the second best uh, defense or defensive tackle in the NFL. So um, another thing I want to talk about, Chuck Clark, we're here in the rookie rankings. We're going to be talking about Kyle Hamilton, who the Ravens drafted. Okay. Um, You know, a lot of Chuck Clark, I just want to go out of my way and just say, you know, don't fade Chuck Clark too much, even though his situation is not great right now. We have a lot of grass between now and when the season comes around. Um, and, you know, we got some people in the comments. Here we go. What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Good to see you. But, you know, there's a lot of green grass between now and the season starts. We don't know that that's where he's going to play. We don't know that Kyle Hamilton is actually going to win this starting position. Um, you know, We assume he will. We don't know that he won't get traded. We don't know that they won't play more three additional safeties. We just don't know. And I've already heard some people or some of the rumblings around the IDP community. You know, people are so thirsty to give a a really good take and a strong take early. And I understand that I've done that before and I get that, but I've learned in this game, you know, it's another man's hasty decision to throw somebody on waivers is your chance to make a come up. Okay. So if you have Chuck Clark, you know, and you do have too many DBs, sure, you know, try to move on from him. But th- this is not just a death sentence. Don't just bury him. Don't just chuck him off your team, okay? He did get paid by the Ravens. He has played some good football the last couple of years. And the league's always looking for a productive, useful safety that can, you know, do a lot of things right. Um, and that's Chuck Clark. I know, you know, they have Marcus Williams. He grades better. He came in over there. And they get Kyle Hamilton. So it's going to be easy to feel like Chuck Clark isn't going to be worth anything. But I wanted to start this show out, you know, and again, just let you guys know where my head's at on that particular player. Um, what else have I got here? Jaguars linebackers. We're going to talk about one of them being Devin Lloyd, but um, you know, again, it's, I think it's silly to just completely ever fade a player. I would say, you know, fade a cost, you know, the, one of the smartest things you can do in uh, the ballers and JJ Zacharyson, people talk about this all the time is take these second and third string players and have them on your team for week one. And you find out, 
if you find have something or not versus just assuming that you don't. Um, and sometimes you can get some really solid players on your team. Those guys that are going to end up being the number, you know, the headline of the first three weeks of the season as waiver wire pickups, you might already have them on your team. Why am I saying this? Because Chad Mumu was drafted a little bit later than Devin Lloyd. I think people are already kind of off of him. Um, that's a value prop. You know, he's going to be later. What if he actually beats out Moomin? We don't know. He'll probably won't get first crack, whatever. And I don't, you know, I'm not trying to get a part of Jacksonville necessarily. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, it's not over till it's over. Okay. Don't bury these guys too soon. And don't assume that we know everything that's going to happen just because we have some of the variables in front of us. Um, and those are the variables that are, we're, we're allowed to see. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, quickly wanted to shout out everybody at the Patreon. Uh, you know, I, I put out the ultimate idea or the ultimate IDP index. Obviously, that's our flagship product. I put out the draft cheat sheet, um, which I've got a few questions about that. I put that through all the tiers. I want people that are in IDP to have a chance to look at players and look at some deeper, more meaningful IDP metrics. Um, so go check that out if you want to just, you know, support us. That's the number one way you can support us um, is to, you know, join the Patreon. I quickly want to say something and I'm probably going to regret this, but I don't care because you guys know me. I just had this whole episode a week or two ago, which I was thanking the whole IDP army and the community because you guys mean a lot to me. OK, and that's awesome. So I went and I was actually looking at some of our um, reviews recently and some guy, I'm not going to give him a name or anything, some jack wagon got on there. He gave us a one-star rating, and you know why he did it? He said, I've been listening to your show for a long time. Okay, good, great. You've come back multiple times to the watering hole. You found value here. You found information here you liked. You were entertained. You were engaged. I love to hear that. But recently, you did an episode where you were just trashing PFF's rankings. So I decided to get on my computer and give you a one-star ranking and write this little crappy review. And I'm like, bro. You literally just admitted that you've been listening to our show, getting value from us on a consistent basis. And then you say the one time that you decide to give back to our community and to us, to the show, is to hop on Apple and leave us a shitty review. Come on, my guy. Please. I mean, come on. You're fucking playing yourself. And I just wanted to call you out because... You know, Joe, and I was talking to other guys about this. I mean, it's just we do a lot for the IDP Army. We love the IDP Army. We love you guys. If you're going to, you know, you could have wrote in that review about how we've done something for you a month or two ago, probably. But you waited till we upset you by attacking PFF's terrible rankings. Those are objectively bad rankings, and I'll stand on that, um, to come out here and diss me. I, I mean, I don't get it. You don't have to come back. I'm giving, I mean, we said throughout the show, this is our opinion. This is the information that we think we're allowed to look at other people's. I mean, it's a, this is a free press. We're allowed to commentate, look at and draw information from other sources and critique it. There's nothing wrong with what we did. And if somebody wanted to critique what we said about those rankings, I would love, I mean, I'm fine with that. Um, we weren't attacking PFF, my guy. And trust me, they don't give a fuck if you're defending them. So anywho, moving on um guys i also we have a private twitter chat not private anybody wants to talk about idp fantasy football it's on twitter you guys know the discord and page um, discord has its issues um just as a platform overall twitter is a great place to interact with me on the timeline but if you guys want to get in the chat with myself the other op guys some other great fantasy football minds are in this chat it's just i mean it's a major alpha chat for idp fantasy football just hit me up on twitter i'll add you to it you don't have to pay for it none of that bullshit just come on you know, we will we will uh, embrace you and teach you and help you get through your drafts and all that shit. We've been helping people through drafts all weekend, um, you know, so it's it's a good time. So, all right, you guys are all probably like, Jordan, shut the fuck up. We want to hear the rankings. All right, I'll get there in one second. I do want to go over a couple of news things. 
quickly. One, Honey Badger has signed officially with the New Orleans Saints. This is a really, really, really good spot for him. Um, they need this. They need the safety help. He's a, a major impact player, and he totally fits the culture of what the New Orleans Saints is. This is a veteran team, and this team is looking to win now. Um, and we just saw the Chiefs in a year where they were looking to go to the Super Bowl, try to get to the big dance. You know that when they were coming up into that, they added Tyron Matthew to that defense, and it made a difference. Still under thirty years old, people think he's a little older just because we know who Honey Badger is, and his story is a large one. Um, but yeah. Hate to see him leave the Chiefs, but now I got another player I can root for on the Saints to go along with Cameron Jordan, to go along with Demario Davis, um, and to go along with Jameis Winston, of course. All right, so my Steelers declined Devin Bush's fifth-year option. We kind of all saw that coming. He just he has not measured up to what we needed him to be. When he first started, his first five, six games, he was really, really, really good. Um I don't really know what happened. He got injured, and he just has not been the same since. It's unfortunate. Steelers have been kind of struggling with that middle linebacker spot for a while. We added Joe Schobert for a minute. Um, We had Robert Spillane, who I think is still – we have him on contract as well. Miles Jack, Avery Williamson. These are all guys who have been on this team since we drafted Devin Bush. So, yeah, the Devin Bush thing is just – it's not pretty right now. He'll probably be in the league for a while. So, like, in in that sort of fashion, like, you, you know, can't fade him too, too much. He does still have first-round draft capital, but um, writing on the wall and career trajectory are not going the way you want for a player that we were hoping would be a linebacker one for us. Um, Other IDP-relevant news. We had at least one other thing I saw I wanted to hit on. Oh, Jonathan Abrams' fifth-year option was not picked up as well. Um, Pretty much the whole Gruden era can be completely chalked up to to total garbage. as many called it would be. And it was also very short-lived. Many called that as well. So, okay, let's do the rankings. Now, again, I want you guys to bear in mind, this is not going to be a long, drawn-out um, academic talk. This is going to be kind of where my head is at based on the draft, based on the landing spot, based on, you know, kind of uh, just a generalized snapshot or a generalized projection of what I kind of see their role being. And it pro- it might be different than some that you've heard, that doesn't mean I'm right. That doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. Doesn't mean they're wrong. Just this is kind of where my head's at. So I did not, I don't have any graphics built up right here. So I will go ahead and just, uh, I'm just going to read them to you guys and kind of talk through, you know, who the player is, their situation there and why I like them. So um, if anyone has any questions too, hit me in the, the chat. I'll try to answer those at the end. So number one on my board this year, um, and typically I'm not a, a defensive line person, but Aiden Hutchinson is going to be off first for me. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to rush the passer, uh, like a lot of snaps. And the way that he plays is very, it fits with Detroit. He was a number two pick. I thought he should have been the number one overall pick. Um, So Detroit kind of got away with one there. Detroit low-key looks like a decent team to me. Um, I, I don't love Jared Goff, but I'm at this point now where everyone hates him so much. I'm like, he's not that bad. Um, this team could do some things. So adding Aiden Hutchinson, basically getting potentially the best player in the actual draft at number two. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I think he's going to be ready enough to play right out the gates and make an immediate impact. Problem is that line doesn't have a whole lot else to help him out on it. Um, but, you know, you got to start with one piece. So Aiden Hutchinson is my number one guy. Number two to the New York Giants, we got Kayvon Thibodeau. 
Both these guys are 21 years old. Thibodeau gets to go play across from Aziz Ojolari, who finished as a top. I mean, he finished as defensive line player 37 last year. He had like nine sacks, I believe. Um, could have done a little more in the in the uh, impact play department and maybe some more tackles, but his snaps were fairly limited. So um, pairing him with Thibodeau, who six months ago, eight months ago, could have been the number one pick in this class. Um, you know, New York, New York Giants looking good. So, you know, I have him. So, like I said, normally I wouldn't put two defensive line players at the top, but this year the the linebacker situation. Well, for one, my number one linebacker is um, Devin Lloyd. He's twenty four. He's twenty three and a half years old. He'll be like twenty four years old basically by the time the season starts. So, from a dynasty perspective, you're already kind of behind the. You're already kind of behind the the typical curve. I mean, just assuming that you put this guy on your team and you want to get. X number of years of production for him. Now, obviously, it can be a fluid asset. You can trade him. Um, you know, you can do whatever. But just thinking, you know, if this player is on my team, how much time and how many points do I think I can accumulate from him? Just by being older, you're just not going to have as much runway. So he's a little bit lower. Um, and, you know, he's playing for Jacksonville. That's where he got drafted. I, you know, he and Chad Mumu, <clears throat> both rookies. We don't really know how that's going to shake out. He'll probably get the the, the first opportunities, but we don't know how good he's going to be in the NFL. You know, we have seen Isaiah Simmons. We have seen Zayvon Collins. We have seen Patrick Queen come in, and it's just not, you know, it's looked good at times, and it's looked, you know, doubtful at times. Same thing with Jeremiah Wusukormoa, although he is, I believe he got injured. So I don't want to be too, too, too bullish. Not everybody's Darius Leonard. Not everybody's Micah Parsons. Those players are special. So I don't just want to throw him up here because he's the default linebacker. I actually think that Thibodeau and Hutchinson are offering you quite a bit of upside. And the reality is I think we're looking at a situation where Chase Young, who we did take as our number one defensive line player last year, is letting a lot of people down and or two years ago. And I, maybe they don't admit that to themselves yet. But I think if you have Chase Young, I think you need to start – you need to consider looking into a defensive line player if that's where the draft takes you in your rookie drafts, okay, over Devin Lloyd, um, my opinion. Uh, number four, I have Kyle Hamilton. This actually answers Ajax from the chat's question, who's the top rookie strong safety? Um, I just say safety. I don't like to differentiate because players play so many positions in the league now. I'm sure he'll play some slot corner. I'm sure they'll put him on the D-line. I'm sure he'll play box safety. I'm sure he'll – I mean – especially as a safety to try to like stick a safety into a singular spot is just kind of, I don't know. I'm not about that, but who's the start best safety in this class, top safety in this class. It's going to be Kyle Hamilton. Great spot to land for any player, but also just a defensive player and a defensive back and a safety. He goes to the Baltimore Ravens who now have Marcus Peters, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, um, and Marlon Humphrey and Chuck Clark as their defensive backfield right now. That's some pretty scary shit right there. Um, that's some pretty scary stuff right there. So, but, but, but Kyle Hamilton, we all, I mean, I'm not going to repeat all the stuff you guys heard through the whole draft process. He's a physical freak, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to tell you what I told my buddy who called me yesterday. Actually, one of the Patreons called me the other day. Um, he's actually one of my friends in real life. I call him Patreon because he does, he does pay, pay some of the bills. Appreciate you doing, but, um, he was asking about Hamilton, and I said, when you look at Hamilton, you have to look at more than just the production, um, especially with a player like Hamilton in a situation like this. I said he went to a high-quality, high-equity high, high team. He already had all this capital and stuff. Um, you know, So what does that mean? What am I saying there? What I'm saying is he's on a trajectory to be a player like Derwin James, 
where if the hype cycle hits right, if Lamar Jackson looks good, if that defense looked good this year, if he gets enough, you know, defensive player of the year snuff, because he will, because he plays for the Ravens. Um, you know, if they make it deep, you know, if he makes impact plays at the right times, the equity of having him on your team, even over a player who's a direct one-to-one replacement who isn't quite as popular, um, it means something, okay? So don't underestimate Kyle Hamilton. Don't overestimate him, but the upside to and the the the, the way you could move him in your leagues, um, it's a good storm to get a lot of value back for him maybe if he does have a great year while also cashing in on a really great year. Probably a guy you'll be able to get in the second round, late second round of your rookie drafts. Um, so that's my top safety. And if you need safety help, I mean, go get him. You know, I mean, he, he's going to he's going to be good. Next is where things are going to start to get a little dicey. I think a lot of people probably have a very similar top four or five. Um, and again, a lot of these guys are probably going to end up being bust, but I'm just talking about the situations they're in and what I'm thinking about them. I have Quay Walker for the Green Bay Packers. Um, it's pretty much an indictment on Chris Barnes. I do think that they, you know, they play mostly one linebacker and Devondre Campbell is that guy. But Devondre Campbell, you know, he goes places. He signs a one, two, three-year deal, and then he's out of there. So Quay Walker could end up being a player who transitions into this extremely lucrative role that we've seen Blake Martinez produce highly in, and we've seen Devondre Campbell produce highly in. You know, so I really like the situation for him, and we're thinking big picture here in Dynasty. Uh, He's a player I think is going to hold a lot of value over time. Um He's 22 years old, so he's a little bit older than some of the guys in the class, but, you know, it's whatever. Next player after this, I have George Carl Loftus. Can't say Chiefs took him at the end of the first round. Love that pick for us. We need a pass rusher. Frank Clark is not it. That's been apparent for some time now to anybody that actually watches the uh, watches the Chiefs defense. Um, Patrick, I mean, the offense has basically carried that team for four years now. I don't care about that Super Bowl year when everybody's like, oh, Spagnola, his defense, and they did some stuff. No, they didn't. They made a couple of plays basically by fucking accident, um, and Patrick Mahomes won on the game. Don't forget, they were down fucking 18 points basically going into the fourth quarter. Okay, that defense didn't do nothing. It was all Patrick Mahomes. All right. Anyway, chilling, chilling. Um, but anyway, we need pass rush help in a big way. Uh, Frank Clark ain't it. I like George Carl Loftus, young. You know, he's not doesn't quite have the finesse and all that that I think some of the other guys in the class have. But he does produce. He actually gets the sacks. It's not fake made up stuff, um, which we're going to actually get to. I'm probably sure people are like, why haven't you said Trayvon Walker yet? Um, he's actually coming up. He is in my top 10, but I just do not. Well, we'll get there next. I have Lewis seen or I don't know if it's seen or sign C I N E went to Minnesota. He's a defensive back. They need, they need their safety situation is a little bit fluid. I, they had Xavier Woods, I believe this last year, as well as Harrison Smith, who's a total boss, total beast still. Um, but they did lose Anthony Harris two years ago. He went to the Eagles, one of the better, greatest safeties in the league a couple years ago by PFF. Hasn't necessarily been that type of player since being with the Eagles, but I digress. We now have Lewis Seen there, second safety in the class, I believe, that was taken. Um, oh, we got some comments here. Damian Williams should have been the Super Bowl MVP of that Super Bowl. Yeah, he should have. Whatever happened to that guy? Um, Trayvon Walker, I finally get to him. He is my number nine player. Or wait, I don't know right here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. He's my number eight player. Okay, went. To, here's why I don't like it. 
Okay, one late draft riser, late riser. Okay, that means it was a lot of hype. That means early in the process, he wasn't checking a lot of boxes. And then suddenly something happened and boxes start getting checked. That's a little sus to me. Two, didn't produce a lot. Okay, I know he was on the Georgia defense. They did very well, but I think he had something like what, nine, eight, nine, ten sacks in like three years. I'm sorry. I just, I don't care about how great his double team pass rush win rate or all the auxiliary stats that say he's was good enough to take number one. I know that people are like, you're just a, you're just a big Chad, you and your sacks. I'm sorry, but you have to fucking produce sacks as an edge rusher to be, I mean, that's the, that's, that's your primary objective, right? Nine in three years. Get out of here, guy. Get out of here. Number one pick. Get out of here. Not only that, he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars organizations in total disarray. They this is the third first round pass rusher they've taken in four years. What does that tell you? That tells you they don't really know what they're doing drafting edges. They drafted Dante Fowler. They drafted Yannick Ngakwe. Got rid of both of them. They basically got lucky with Josh Allen, who's actually good. It's just you know, don't even get me started on Clavon Chase on. It's just not looking good for Trayvon Walker. The only thing he's really got going for him was using number one overall pick. He's going to get all the snaps, but I don't think that's necessarily going to amount to much. Well, hill of beans so he's my number eight i still got him high enough to be in my top 10 uh but i'm i mean let somebody else in your rookie if you take nothing else out of everything i've said let somebody else in your rookie draft take trayvon walker like if he's still on the board it's too early to take idps probably unless you're trying to like you know go get one of them other guys because somebody's going to take him probably two one two overall as the idp player um maybe three i don't know i'll only look into that a little more all right, we're going to close it out. I have Jordan Davis coming in at nine, top defensive tackle in this class. I believe there's only two drafted in the first two rounds. Both of them were from Georgia, I believe. Uh, Jordan Davis, athletic super freak. At the end of the day, the defensive tackle position isn't one that's necessarily a very premium position in IDP fantasy, even in defensive tackle premium leagues. It's just like they all do the same thing, basically, um, unless you have Aaron Donald, who plays inside-outside a lot. Uh, so you're able to get a little bit more equity there from him. Um, but essentially everybody else that's not him is, you know, interchangeable in my opinion. There's a couple of guys that could have a little bit more of a spike week depending on the team they're on, like like Cameron Hayward or, but even he had some contention about as he defensive tackle, defensive end, et cetera. But if you, you know, top defensive tackle in this class, Jordan Davis goes to the Eagles, Again, there's also, they still have Javon Hargraves there, who is one of the better defensive tackles in the league. After I just said they're all interchangeable, Javon Hargraves is one of the, you know, the top 15 or 20 are probably interchangeable. So, and then finally we have Sauce Gardner coming in, New York Jets. Derek, uh, uh, Hombre Vendor will probably be mad at me because I did not put Derek Stingley ahead of him, but I just think that the New York Jets are going to, People are going to try to like dice him up a little bit, I guess, just because of the, you know, so I, I feel like he's going to end up getting a lot of tackles. Um, he's going to be getting a lot, a lot, a lot of playing time. So, you know, I could be wrong on that, but that's just kind of where I decided to go on that. So I'm going to read them back to you all for everyone listening on the podcast. Everybody that's watching the show, appreciate you in the comments. I see a couple here. I'll try to get to them. But uh, Aiden Hutchinson, number one, Kayvon Thibodeau, number two, Devin Lloyd, three, Kyle Hamilton, four, Quay Walker, five. George Carl Loftus, six, Lewis Seen or Sign, seven, Trayvon Walker, eight, Jordan Davis, nine, and Sauce Gardner was my number 10. That's my IDP rookie rankings right now out of the gates. Like I said, this will probably change. I'll publish, you know, this show will go out in a week or two weeks. I'm sure these will be different. So just make sure you're rocking with us. Pay attention to the IDP Army. 
uh, Twitter page. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Um, we got a lot going on. We will be at the F Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio, August. I believe that is the second or third. Just Google that. We'll be there. We'll have a booth set up. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff going down there. Um, again, we did launch our merch store. Just give us feedback. Give, tell us what you guys want to see and what you want to hear because, you know, we we want to give you guys the best information for you along with, you know, the, the typical type of stuff. Another thing quickly before I let you out of here, go sign up for Underdog Fantasy. They just announced the Best Ball Mania or what is it called? Um, Best Ball Mania 3. Uh, it's a $10 million prize pool this year. So use the link in the description or go to their website and type in our code IDP army. They will give you a deposit match bonus of up to a hundred dollars. If it's your first time on there, uh, tell them we sent you and start doing some underdog drafts with me. You'll see some of that stuff start popping up on the channel as well. Underdog rankings. We do have rankings for that in the, the Patreon. Follow me on Twitter. Cause sometimes I will actually post links to drafts that I'm doing. Um, Come hang out with me. You know, fantasy football's fun. You you like fantasy football. You're watching the show. Come come do all the fantasy stuff with us, all right? Join our chats. Join our Patreon. Join our leagues. Do all that stuff. Buy our merch. We love you. We appreciate you. IDP Army. All right, let's see if we have any comments or questions over here. Do, 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 do. He had to switch. Who are you talking about right there? I don't know who he's talking about. Jordan Davis beat him out for the DT spot. Oh, Oh, are you talking about Walker? So Trayvon Walker was originally a DT, and then he got his he got his chain snatched. So this guy got his chain snatched, and then we make him the number one pick in the draft. That's Jacksonville, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Doses. Doses.